0: Money FM 89.3, best of prime time.
1: Market View on Money FM 89.3. March 21st, 2022, is the date of for the EGMs of both ESR REIT and ARA Logos Logistics Trust, where unit holders of the two will vote on the approved offer to merge the two REITs. ESR, of course, will go first with their EGM on March 21st to be held at 10 a.m. And ARA logos will be following at 3 p.m. that afternoon. This is a 1.4 billion Singapore dollar merger that was improved to 9.7 cents in cash and 1.7729. ESR units to be switched for every ARA logos unit. Well, today on Money FM 89.3, we are pleased to be joined on the line by the CEOs of both REITs, Adrian Tree, the CEO of ESR REIT, and Karen Lee, the CEO of ARA Logos Logistics Trust. Will be joining us today to talk about the proposed merger of the two REITs, uh, talking about also the uh, possible uh, the uh, the the benefits at least and the upside of creating the enlarged real estate investment trust, and also address some of the uh, some of the few criticisms that have arisen about the deal. Mr. Tree, Ms. Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you're both having a great afternoon.
2: Hi, uh, JP. Yes, thank you. Yeah, hi,
1: JP. You know, there's a lot to talk about, and this uh, merger has raised a bit of interest and excitement in the space. And uh, this was highlighted as both an opportunity and also because of necessity, due in part to ESR's acquisition of ARA. Ms. Lee, help us understand why the merger is seen as both an opportunity but also equally necessary for both ER, ESR and ARA logos.
0: Sure. It has been an exciting time for ESR Group. With the completion of the acquisition of ARA in January, ESR Group is now APEC's largest real asset manager powered by the new economy and the third largest listed real estate investment manager globally with a gross asset under management or AUM of $140 So ESR Group is now the largest sponsor and manager of 14 listed REITs in APEC, including ALOG and ESR REIT. We are excited to be part of a large platform, but this means we now share a common sponsor and have overlapping investment mandates as we both invest assets, including logistics properties. Hence, conflicts of interest will arise in terms of competing with each other over asset pipeline, tenants and financial resources from sponsor and also third-party assets. This needs to be addressed and we believe the merger is the best solution to do so. As a single platform... The enlarged REIT to be named ESR Logos REIT or ELOG will be able to better leverage on our sponsors' resources to accelerate growth. If the merger is not successful, the ESR group could resolve conflicts of interest by a sale of the manager of either ESR REIT or ELOG to a third party or divest either REIT's portfolio of assets subject to regulatory approval.
1: Adrian, I'd love to give you a, a chance to respond. Now, Karen, a while ago, Karen Lee, your counterpart at ARA Logos, was actually highlighting why the necessity and the opportunity of the uh, proposed merger of ESR REIT, and ARA Logos. I'd love to give you a chance to briefly also address why this merger is a, both a good opportunity and necessary, actually, for both your, both your respective trusts.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think this is very clear. I mean, we need to resolve the conflict of interest as Karen earlier mentioned, the most important part of it is, is that the conflicts will be addressed because we have a common sponsor. But just not only that, the conflicts of interest. The most important part is we have a sponsor who is dedicated, who is committed to us. And having a sponsor uh, coming together as one, one merger, we, we do not need to split the resources of our sponsors. Uh, we are able to leverage on our sponsors' network, financial strength and asset pipeline to help the enlarged, grow even more. So that is the reason why Karen and I believe that this merger is actually beneficial to our uh, shareholders, not just for the fact that we're solving corporate interest, which has become real right now because ARA acquisition has been completed by our sponsor, ESR Cayman, but the merits of the mergers is actually very, very uh, important and good for our respective holders.
1: All right. I do want to ask also, and I think Karen touched on this just briefly, and either of you can answer this, actually. In the event that the merger is not approved by unit holders, it's said that it's possible that one of the managers will need to be sold off. What other possible course of action could happen if, say, by some reason on the EGM, either of your unit holders decide, you know what, we don't want to pursue this particular um, uh, merger? What other course of action are available?
2: Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try to take this, sure. you know. I mean, if it, it's, 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 it's the event, the merger is not the proof and unit unit As mentioned, Karen mentioned earlier, you know, two ways that we can solve this conflict of interest or address this conflict of interest. The first one is obviously to sell either of the manager, either ESR REIT or ESR aloc manager. Now, the sponsor just needs to sell the manager, not the, the REIT itself. Uh, you can solve That's one option to solve the conflicts of interest. The other one is obviously to divest either of the REIT's portfolio assets but some of which are actually under non-sale moratoriums imposed by GTC, the so-called industrial landlord. So as, as we explained to a lot of shareholders in our circular, it's not that easy. Each of one has its challenges. Each of these options has its challenges. As to the question of some people asking, hey, so which manager is likely to be sold off? Maybe it's one of the options you mm-hmm. we're saying that manager is sold off. Now, we are not privy to the decision of the sponsor on this. But the key is that selling the manager off will not be in the interest of our unit holders. JP, it is very critical to have the support of the sponsor when it comes to REIT, especially the availability of the asset pipeline, financial resources to support the growth of the REIT, and its valuation multiples, as Karen has highlighted earlier. Mm. So I think this to us, this is actually very important. Um, we are not privy, but uh, we definitely hope that the unit holders uh, will be supportive of this merger. Um, There is a lot of benefits arising from this merger and we should be leveraging on the full resources of the sponsor to to do better and grow the REIT for our Union
1: holders. All right, Adrian, let me stick with you then, because uh, I, and, uh, you know, I think our listeners would like to get an idea of how the REIT would look like post-combination in terms of size and assets. And maybe you could talk to us about the various opportunities should this combined REIT actually have that bigger platform and size. What does bigger actually mean for this combined REIT if it does happen?
2: I think I can elaborate on that. You know, If the merger happens, we will be uh, among the top 10 largest s Free float of two point five b, we will probably become one of the top three industrial week based on market cap. The scale and exposure to new economy assets of logistics, high spec industrial will be tremendous. It will be increased itself. If it helps us to trade closer to our largest peers because the enhanced uh, platform, the larger platform, enhances the flexibility and the ability to drive growth. Now, the merger happens. The whole asset under management of Elog will be $5.4 billion 87 properties with $2.2 million net netable area serving over 430 tenants. Now, the most important part, as Karen mentioned very much earlier just now, is that we actually, at the enlarged we called e-locking shop, have access to our sponsor's new economy pipeline of more than $59 billion worth of assets, new economy assets, of which more than 10 billion is under working progress over 10 countries. Now, immediately itself, we already have $2 billion of visible and executable partner assets that we can uh, execute over the next 12 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. So, and definitely, as you know, big is better. I always emphasize size is important. Now, size is increasingly important. Once we do a merger, we are much larger. We have 2.5 billion market cap free float. We will be have, we will be, uh, include, we have a larger weighting in the, uh, FTSE EPRA Developers Index. And then we have better analyst coverage, you know, it's positive spin giving positive spin. Right. So that's why we're quite, we're, both of us are very excited about this opportunity in this merger.
1: We're listening to Adrian Law, the CEO of ESRE, and Karen Lee, the CEO of ARA Logos Logistics Trust here in MoneyFM 8.3, and they're talking about the merger proposition for these two particular REITs. Now, I, I, I hope you guys don't mind, and Karen, maybe I can start off with you, actually. I do want to talk about the recent pronouncements by two proxy shareholder firms, ISS and Glass-Lewis who did hold some reservations despite giving what they called a cautious nod to the deal. Now, in ISS case, they held reservations saying that they still don't think that the revised bid, which, by the way, just to recap for our listeners, is now at about 9.7 cents in cash and about 1.7729 units of ESRE units for every ARA Logos unit. Um, They did still hold on to their belief that it does not represent an attractive premium and that ARA could have actually looked for other bids. I'd like to give you a chance, Karen, to respond to this, and if the comments, based on your, from your point of view, are actually justified or hold any water.
0: Well, we appreciate the feedback provided by the proxy advisors. The proposed merger is intended as a strategic merger between the two REITs with a common sponsor. And this is not a complete sell-out of ALOG. Mm-hmm. So for a successful merger the relative valuations of both REITs would need to be balanced from the perspectives of their respective unit holders. So if the merger is approved, a unit holders will continue to be vested in the existing portfolio of lot assets, which will be part of the enlarged REIT. So we believe the revised proposal presents an improved set of terms for a unit holders. And this would have addressed the pricing and uh, premium concerns raised by the proxy advisors. All right. So any- and it is also important to note that the transaction remains accretive, where the historical FY 2020 Proforma DPU of 12.8% is the highest amongst the few completed S REITs mergers since 2018. And the historical FY 2020 Proforma NAV acquisition is now 5.3%. The implied price over NAV of 1.4 times is also the highest for any precedent S REIT merger or privatization since 2014. So, moreover, the revised offer's illustrative value of the scheme consideration is also 5.3% higher than the previous offer. Mm-hmm. And having considered consider the full context of the merger, we believe this is a fair offer for our unit holders. All right. And it's been close to five months since the merger was announced in October last year. So far, ESR's uh, offer is the only one we received. And regardless, if there is a competing offer, our board remains open to consider any bona fide offer, and will have a fiduciary duty to do so.
1: Fair enough. Now, Adrian, I wanted to go to you because Glass Lewis also had a point of contention actually with ESR reads, saying that the illustrative yes. price actually is still above the above weighted volume average price of the read, and they took contention actually with regards to what you used as the benchmark for the for the ESR for valuing the ESR reads. Um, what do you have to say to what they actually raised, sir? I think.
2: I think it's a fair point to, to ask, you know, as, as Karen mentioned, you know, this is a merger. It's not a sellout of ours or we're buying. It's just a merger and there's strategic benefits that come to that. So any gross exchange ratio or offer terms has to balance the benefits of the merger for both sets of units. Yes, we hear the proxy advisors earlier in during uh, the original terms that most of the benefits is, is shift more towards the ESR. We, you know, we revise the offer. Try to balance it up and shift some of those to, 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 to ALOC. But the point is that the final number, the revised offer, has to balance the benefits of the merger for both sets of unit holders because you need both of them to approve it. Now, our revised offer of gross exchange rate, implied gross exchange ratio of 1.97 times, is within the 1.95 and 1.99 times that we have all been trading. Whether you use the one month, one year, uh, 12 months, six months, or one day VWAP, it's within that range. Mm-hmm. And importantly, the issue price that we're putting out. It's not something we pluck out of there. If you look at the target price range of research analysts that cover ESR REIT stock, and we have more than 10, we have 10 analysts, research analysts, learned people covering our stock, the actually the average price of the the target price of uh, the analyst recommendations for ESR is about 49 cents. So you should price about 49.24, yeah, in you know, the decimal places, it's about that. You know, and another point is that the IFA has also opined that this merger is actually on normal commercial terms and it's not prejudicial to our minority shareholders and one of the most important thing i think with the uh with you read in the press last week is that the key point is that both proxy advisors not just glass louise actually iss as well have agreed on the strategic benefits of this merger
1: absolutely thanks so much adrian now look i only have 30 seconds guys but i would like to just uh, ask if you guys could quickly just summarize how might the deal improve distributions for investors once it's enlarged
2: well the deal is already 4.7 accreted to ESR universe on a DPU pro forma basis. Um, I think it's 12.8, as Karen has, has mentioned. We think that it becomes, once it becomes larger, we are able to have lower financing costs and access to uh, larger pools and wider pools of capital. And this will further drive down the financing costs. And obviously, we will have operational and uh, trust-level savings synergies and economies of scale. Remember, JP, this is a merger of two REITs in the same sector. Not from two different sectors, and this is where the potential synergies, efficiencies, operational will benefit
0: us uh, as once we come together as a large vehicle.
1: All right, Karen. Uh, very quickly, any last words before we actually wrap this up?
0: As what Adrian has said, there are various benefits for the merger, and also most importantly, you know, the proxy advisors have actually recommended to vote for. Although um, we know that uh, ISS has this. Uh, uh, um, cave up on the four vote. But in any case, um there were various benefits. I hope that the unit holders will look at it on a holistic perspective.
1: All right. I'd like to thank Adrian uh, Tree, the CEO of ESRE, and Karen Lee, the CEO of ARE Logos Logistics Trust, for joining us today on Money FM 89.3 to talk about their proposed merger. To remind unit holders, March 21st, 2022 is when ESRE will hold their EGM for the vote at 10 a.m. and ARE Logos at 3 p.m. that afternoon. Uh, Mr. Tree, Ms. Lee, thank you so much for joining us and appreciate the time. Thank
2: you. Thanks, JP. Appreciate it. Thank you very right, much. Thank you. JP. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Bye bye.